Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hey, hey. Good morning. Bill, John, David. Bruce is still, you know, out, out and about. Kibitzing? K- yeah. I like that word. Yeah. Kibitz. I love it a lot. I feel like we should use it more often. Yeah. If you're out there, try to use it today. Just slip it into a conversation. <laughs> Just for us. You know, yeah. it's a card game. It's a no. card game word. Yes. Huh. When you tell another person how to play their cards, you're kibitzing. Really? You're kibitzing. And so wow. my parents would gamble all the time in my name. No kibitzing. In other words, you cannot give a hint to the other person. So like about you're playing teams. If you're playing like, teams okay. or something, you can't say to the other person, no, <laughs> no that's kibitzing. Yeah, I feel like they say the same thing in the Kremlin. But no, no kibitzing. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, let that be a lesson to all of you. And That's no, why you can. No Thanks for coming by. Yeah, for the podcast. Have a great time. This story is part of our history here. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we actually wrote this part. So this yeah. one's... This one's, uh, I think we should read the whole thing, huh? Absolutely. Page 78 through 79 and, and just hop right in. Yeah. So, many of our attempts at forgiveness leave us frustrated, resentful, wounded, cynical. Basically, we're still trapped in our unforgiveness. It's largely because we have an incomplete understanding of forgiveness. First, it may surprise us that forgiveness has an order. We saw earlier that we initiate a vertical transaction with God before we can move into a horizontal forgiveness with another. The vertical transaction forgives my offender before God for my benefit. This is not excusing any action. In other words, when I get hurt, it can feel like God is not moving fast enough to vindicate me. The offender is going on without missing a beat and I'm left holding the bag. Somewhere back there in that distortion of jilted pain, I can make the decision that God was either unable or unwilling to protect me sufficiently. Mm. No longer believing that God was perfectly, in his own timing, protecting me, vindicating me, and wanting to carry my case, I can decide to defend myself. That's when the hooks, the crippling consequences of not trusting Jesus with me, become embedded deep in my entire being. Mm. The wounded victim now becomes doubly wounded by the effects of carrying sin done against them. I become the issue. From that moment on, I begin to lose my objectivity, perspective, and joy. I begin to take things into my own hands and build my own case. I move from trusting God's ability to defend me to imagining I can and must be judge and jury for myself. Mm. Jesus died for every sin because I am not capable of handling any sin without getting very sick. Mm. God says he protects the humble, but he has to sit on his hands until my prideful, self-protecting self gets tired enough to let him take over. Until that happens, I hold on to every wrong and carry them around. Eventually they weigh me down and I become bitter, self-absorbed, and full of blame. So Mm. God waits Mm. until I become tired or sick or I miss his friendship enough. As much as he wants to rush in to protect me, this is the one area where he must wait for me to trust him with all of this. He is waiting for my trust and humility. I must agree with Jesus that I cannot carry this. I choose to let go of being judge and jury. I tell God I am sorry for believing he was not sufficiently able or willing to take care of me. Then I can intentionally give him permission to carry all that I have been miserably attempting to bear. In that truly miraculous moment, the hooks begin to come out. God is revealed as completely willing and able to protect me. This is the miraculous, maybe as powerful as anything we get to see in this age. I will know I've trusted God for a vertical forgiveness when I no longer need to have my offender grovel and give the perfect apology to the entire world on worldwide television. (laughs) I will know the hooks are out when I want to approach my offender in love to give the opportunity for a horizontal forgiveness based on repentance for their benefit. 
This will not always be practically possible, but it can become the deep desire of my heart. This is how love works. I am completely freed as I trust that God is able to protect, release, and heal me. Then, with nothing else left to self-protect, I am able to love for the benefit of those mm. who have wronged me. Mm. This is where this faith in God becomes immensely real. This is love. This is love others are stunned by, because it can't be faked, yeah. at least not for very long. It is truly a work of God. Mm. Oh, amen and amen, yeah. and then some more amens. I sure hope that that didn't feel just like reading to you. That that was that that for many of us that was our experience. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting in, in rereading that and hearing you, David, read it this morning. So often in the uh, pain of, of not forgiving, I choose to be right. Yeah. She, and, and once I choose to be right. Humility then, leaves the window. Yeah. Exactly. And then something happens. I justify the way I treat you because I am right. Yeah. And, and you who hurt me, are now being treated badly by me yeah. as payback for what you did. <laughs> and I Insufficient call, payback. And, I mean, I, and, I'm... And, yeah. and sometimes I call that godliness. Yeah. And Jeez. it's just such a trap. It's such a painful mm. trap. I, I'm in, mm. I'm in a, an arena where I have somehow justified the way I treat you as the result of the way I've been treated. Mm, mm, mm. And and that is... Happy, happy, joy, joy. Well, that that is, for many, many people, the way they manage relationships. They, they choose to be right. And therefore, this is a lesson. We teach it all the time. But this is a lesson on learning that maturity is not about being right. Mm. Maturity is about doing the right thing. That's right. Well, I'll tell you that it's the, about doing the right thing. The, the gift of this place, I I helped write True Faced with you guys, and this was in there. I just didn't know how to access it. It was mm. too much pain. It felt like it, I had to so believe that my hooks had to come out first mm. because it felt like if I didn't hold on, somebody was going to get away with murder. And I couldn't allow that. It was like, God, if you're not going to be the vindicator, then I will hold my ground and, and keep the, keep me safe from the enemy camp. And I did exactly what you laid out. I made sure and, and I justified it. I could justify it in my own pain because you're not rational. You're, you're not, you're not healthy. You're just, you're just. Trying to go it alone, and he says, "I have to sit on my hands, and I have to. I can't give you what I want to give you, John." And oh, oh, I even you saying that again uh, just restores that pain for a moment yeah. of how painful that was. Well, we've told this to several audiences, John. This story of you and and, and yeah. the hooks and and um and I and I remember very clearly uh, that night when. Um, I no longer could hear you justify yeah. what you were doing. And remember how that much where, that hurt me. Where would I have been if you hadn't risked that? You you cried. You cried and got up and left. Yeah. You, you just, you just couldn't take it anymore. Oh, my gosh. To, I see you, to see you in that kind of pain by your choice, 
not by what the person that oh. you were really mad at oh. had done, just to see you in that. It when you told me that I had to repent right. of my bitterness, I thought, you've been right so many times, but now you've you've lost all credibility. <laughs> You're a kook. I, 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 when you left, I yelled. I just went, how dare he say that? And yet I knew you were right. Yeah. And that started... Yeah. That started for me a healing that I was shocked at how quick it could come. Yes. How quick, once I could humble my heart to say, this is about me now, yeah. it started a chain reaction that allowed me to first get the hooks up by being forgiven by God and then forgiving him for my sake. Amen. And could, could speed that process of going and saying, now, because I love this guy, I want to see him okay for his sake. And I, I was shocked at how fast after, because I think it was three years yeah, was where I held time. on to that. No, it was a long time. Oh. And the beauty of it, and we're personalizing this right now, but the beauty of it is we got you back. Yes. Now, isn't, yes. It, isn't that just like the strangest story? Huh. It's, it's like somebody really hurt you. You held on to it, justified the way you treated got them. Got sick. You got sick, and we lost you. That's right. That's and, right. And uh, this process, as I get a chance to see it in my own life and those that I love like you guys, and then so many of the people that I meet with, they just have never, ever understood the first step. Can I trust God with what you did to me? Mm. Mm. Such a profound, beautiful gift. Oh, my gosh. That, that, when I go speak at a men's conference, I'll, I'll go back up to right. men's roundup. There will be hundreds and hundreds of oh, men yeah. there who are tied up in that. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely, John. Yeah. Wow. So next week... We're going to be talking about how so often we feel like maybe we should hide all of this reality yeah. from yeah, our families right. and our kids. And maybe that that's what maturity looks like. And instead, what would it look like to, in an age-appropriate way, let our kids in on Amen. the life-giving hard things that we're going through, like Amen. forgiveness and repentance. So next week we'll be back with another True Face podcast. Amen. Thanks, Thank you, guys. guys. Thanks for letting us go down uh, bad memory lane. <laughs> bad memory lane. Uh, yeah. bad Come with us. Memory lane.